Happy weekend, my friends. This is Tachi bringing you media tech and pop culture news. This is a weekend media scope brief. I hope you're having a great weekend and you're having some fun and maybe some rest and relaxation. In any case, let's talk YouTube. YouTube is closing down some features because of lack of use. They confirmed that their video editor and photo slideshow features are going to close in September because of lack of use. So according to reports, users really didn't take to the service. Instead, they relied on popular video editors like Apple's Final Cut X and, or Final Cut 10 and Adobe Premiere. The tools like trim, blur, and filter are going to be added to YouTube's video manager once the editor is removed. Writing in a blog post on YouTube, their help forum, uh, Marissa Morrill is their community manager and she confirmed that it was because of limited usage and this is what led to the decision. She said, quote, we're retiring them to focus our efforts on building new tools and improving on other existing features. One area is focusing on its TV service, which we all know and I talked about before, YouTube TV, which expanded into 10 new markets. Now I told you they were going to expand. They have now expanded, expanded into all 10 of those new markets, which include Atlanta, Detroit, and Charlotte airing local programming from ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, in addition to some other channels. They officially launched in April, and they're positioning themselves as a competitor for Sling, DirecTV Now, and Hulu's live TV service, and also Sony's PlayStation View. So they've got a lot to focus on, so the features that are not being used need to go Bye-bye. Okay, I hope you're having a great weekend. And you know what? I will come back with a few more Mediascope briefs. A rare weekend appearance for me, but I'm here and I'm happy to be here. Okay, cheers. Okay, next up on this weekend edition of Mediascope Brief, did you ever want to look like a CEO? Meaning dress like a CEO? Maybe Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, that would be good. That would be simple too, because he just wears those gray t-shirts all the time. In fact, his basic uniform is a gray t-shirt, blue jeans, Nikes, and sometimes a blue hoodie over it. And sometimes he'll do a gray long sleeve hoodie, but gray is his basic uniform. But it's boring, but it's also expensive. Yeah, he gets those t-shirts actually specially, he special orders them from a place called Brunello Cusinelli for 400 300 to 400 dollars each mm -hmm. not quite in your budget never fear rest assured there is a way for you to look like mark zuckerberg you can get one of the plain gray t-shirts now for 46 dollars yes aren't you excited <laughs> klaus Buck Reuthner is the CEO of Fresh Clothing, and he decided to study Zuckerberg's shirt really closely and make a replica of it, or as close to the original as possible, without being the same exact item. Doesn't this kind of sound like how Instagram rolls out new features? Mm -hmm. Think about that and how it kind of rolls out new features based off of others. I'll be quiet now. <laughs> Buck Reuthner looked at the fabric, the color, and even the length of the tee while crafting the replica. 
So now the Zuckerberg shirt, as it's called, is on sale for 40 euros or about $46. They're made in Italy and all the profits go to the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, which is a philanthropic company funded by the Facebook fortune and they sometimes invest in startups. So here are the specs for the Zuckerberg shirt. The fabric is 100% mercerized combed cotton made in Italy and it's extra soft. The weight is 180 grams per M2. That's 20% more than the industry standard. The color, of course, Zucker gray tones and melange. And then the stitching, it's double stitched with, get this, Pegasus EX3215-03 serger. And if you know what that means, you're miles ahead of me. <laughs> so if you want to look like a boss and feel like a boss, you can now buy a boss t-shirt for $46 and look just like Mark Zuckerberg. Cheers. Okay, it's time for another Mediascope Brief. And speaking of Facebook, they appear to be taking a page out of Google's playbook for their forthcoming push into consumer hardware. Did I tell you it was coming? Did we say it was coming? It's coming. So a patent application was published by the company on Thursday, which details a modular electromechanical device that can incorporate a speaker, microphone, touch display, GPS, and even function as a phone. Modular consumer hardware actually allows you to swap out different components onto a device, kind of the way Lego pieces can be snapped together or separated. The notion of something that's a plug-and-play smartphone has long entranced and challenged tech companies. Google spent a long time, several years in fact, developing its ambitious project Aura modular phone only to scrap it last year. Coincidentally, many key members of Google's t t Project Aura team now work at Facebook's Building 8 group, which is the team responsible for this new patent application. Building 8's leader, Regina Dugan, previously led the advanced technolo technology group within Google responsible for Project Aura. Building 8 is Facebook's consumer hardware lab that is also working on futuristic projects like the ability to type with your mind, ooh, spooky, and understand language through your skin, spookier. The four employees named on the patent all previously worked for Nascent Objects, a startup that Facebook brought last year that used 3D printing to quickly prototype modular gadgets. A spokesperson for Facebook confirmed that this technology was acquired through nascent objects, but has not commented further. And this is according to Business Insider. Okay, so if you were thinking that Facebook was done, guess again. They're looking to get into the modular device game, and it could be happening very soon. Would you buy a modular device? Do you like something that you can take apart and and insert different components. My fear is of it breaking, where something just doesn't fit right one time and then the whole damn thing is kaput. That's my fear, but it could be unfounded. What do you think? Let me know. I hope all is well. Cheers. And now I feel like doing a little caller, you say what? You know this is the segment where I take listener call-ins and answer you back. I love when you all call in, so keep it coming because I love conversation. All right, so these call-ins are about food. Let's listen to Tessé from Art Speaks Radio and also Bobby Kuntz. They both talk about food, which I love. Let's hear what they have to say. 
Hey Tachi, I hope you're doing well and having a great day. I just want to call in and find out how, um, well, first of all, the whole Uber thing and Uber Eats. I'm super excited about the Mick delivery, to be honest. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. And I just, oh, goodness, finally, to be honest, like, it's just like, how can anyone, like, unless you're already outside, nobody's going to go outside at like, 10 at night to go get a burger no one's doing that unless you're already outside so now finally we can get deliveries i don't know why burgers were so special before they're not special they should also be delivered what are they better than pizza i think not and as far as like the whole uber um the whole like uber cargo thing i'm loving it i think it'll be great <laughs> i'm loving it i think it'll be great though to have like access to like candy bars and stuff wow i had to call into tati's station because she was schooling me on the wings that i was eating while i was having my snack while we watched the show and i don't know if you guys any of you got to be a part of it or not and it really doesn't matter whether you did or didn't because here's the cool thing about what kevin's been able to accomplish here today um and for those of us that were able to attend it was a blast but he is going to have a segment. He, he's actually going to be able to have an, ins, an entire Gnome Flix movie club segment that I think is going to be pretty freaking cool. Anyway, Tachi, thanks for the lesson. Yeah, I knew about that whole blue cheese thing, but, you know, okay, so let me just say this. Not all blue cheese dressing is created equal, and it's kind of hard to find really good blue cheese dressing, except for, like, maybe Ken's brand or one of those that actually sits in the refrigerator at the store. Now, they do pretty good. Unless it's something that's coming from the restaurant, of course. But for the most part, unless it's homemade buttermilk ranch, mm, probably not worth my time. Thanks. Okay, so maybe their call-ins aren't completely about food. Maybe I'm just hungry, but they're partially about food. So, Tessay, all right, you're on board with the vending machines and Ubers and the Uber Eats, apparently. So, yeah, yours is really kind of mostly about food. Uber Eats, I, I get it in terms of delivering burgers, but do you want McDonald's burgers as what you order? I happen to live someplace that I am, I'm in a great neighborhood where I have a multitude of things available to me. So before Uber Eats even became a thing, we had things like um, Delivery Dudes and some other things. We have like two delivery services that will deliver from restaurants in this area, including things like the Cheesecake Factory. So I've always had access to good delivery. So to get McDonald's delivered, meh, that's like getting um, Domino's delivered over Anthony's coal-fired pizza. Just saying, I'm, I'm a pizza connoisseur, so <laughs> that's one thing. But yeah, I do think it is a step forward. And why wouldn't the smaller fast food chain, not small, but the fast food chains, I should say, why wouldn't they want to get in on the act? So I feel you. And as far as the vending machines and Ubers, um, okay, why not? But we're just lazy now. You're too lazy to get out and go to the store and get your... Uh, little snack once you get there or how about go to the store and buy a whole bunch of snacks so you're not at this hotel um concessionist where you're probably paying seven dollars for an m and i'm just saying go to the store and buy them yourself and stock up but that's just me talking and bobby isn't what kevin doing is it's wonderful. What Kevin is doing, I should say, is wonderful. He's going to have not only an episode, uh, not only a, seg a segment that can be an episode that can be the podcast. 
he's also going to be able to uh, spread this far and wide and get more people participating. And I think people would probably get on the platform because of that. It's amazing. Kevin, you're bloody amazing, just so that you know. (laughs) And yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I know people, if you're from Buffalo, we always do blue cheese because because it's such a staple, there's always good blue cheese around. And you're right, it is hard to find very good blue cheese. The ones that come in the packet is just deplorable. You do need the ones in the refrigerated section. There's some really good ones. I would even um, say, I think Trader Joe's makes it. No, theirs is the feta cheese um, dressing. But there are some ones in the refrigerated sections like a Marie's or Marzetti that, that are pretty good as well. And like you said, the homemade buttermilk ranch, I'm sure it's delicious, but I'm just a blue cheese girl when it comes to wings. And you know, people call them buffalo wings, but they're not. They're chicken wings. Buffaloes don't have wings. I know they say it because they're from Buffalo, but nobody in Buffalo says buffalo wings. We all say chicken wings. (laughs) Not that you said it, but just schooling everybody else on proper chicken wing etiquette. All right. Thank you both. And I look forward to hearing from you again soon. Hey guys, you know, I like cake, particularly pound cake. Or even a nice German chocolate, you know, with the coconut in the frosting. I can do a good red velvet, but you know, everybody can't do red velvet. I love pineapple upside down cake. And I think one of my favorites is actually a dark chocolate with chocolate ganache. Now, none of this information has any damn thing to do with any damn thing, but I thought it was something you'd like to know. And if you would like to share with me your favorite type of cake, or better yet, information that you heard on Mediascope that you'd like to respond to so I could do a caller you say what with you, let me know. And one thing is that I realize not everybody is on Anchor, so I'm going to tell you how to get in contact with me. I'm on Twitter and other social platforms at Tachiata, T-A-C-H-I-A-D-A. So get in contact with me and because I'd love to hear what you have to say. And if you're on Anchor, I shall put you on the air. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Cheers.